Welcome to the Bliss Code Podcast, where we unlock the secrets to your ideal lifestyle. I'm Jamie Drew, your guide on this transformative journey. Whether you're seeking balance, ambition, or pure bliss, remember, every episode brings us one step closer to cracking the code. Together, let's decode your dreams and elevate your every day. Ready? Let's dive into the formula. Hey girl. So I had to sit down with my sister. She is my very first podcast guest and she is a registered dietitian nutritionist and she specializes in gut health. So in my family, She is the go-to person for really everything that ails us. We call her like, Kayla, my stomach's rumbling. Kayla, I'm burping too much. Kayla, I'm getting too fat. Kayla, I have acid reflux. I mean, you name it, when it comes to diet and nutrition, we are asking her. She is dealing with patients all day, every day who have a number of issues And she's really, really passionate about what she does. And I just thought, what a great person to have as the first guest on my podcast, since we know that nutrition and your lifestyle and really becoming the best version of yourself all go hand in hand. So take a listen and enjoy this chat with me and my sissy. Okay, so I have my sister with me today, and I'm so excited about this. (laughs) Me too. It's really fun. Yes, I cannot wait. And so my sister is Kayla Hopkins, and Kayla is a registered dietitian. You got to tell the people like all of your... You guys, she has so many letters behind her name. Why am I holding the phone up, acting like I'm talking in the phone? I thought that was your microphone. No, I don't know what's wrong with me right now. Like, I guess I'm so used to being (laughs) on the phone with you. (laughs) That I'm acting like we're on speaker. Okay, we're starting off strong. Um. So the reason the reason I have let so many letters behind my name is because there's so many different credentialing points that dietitians have to get. I don't think people realize that. It's like anyone can say they're a nutritionist or know about nutrition or whatever, but to be a dietitian, now you have to have a master's degree. So that's the MS. Then you have to become registered after you do an internship. That's about a year long. That's the registered dietitian nutritionist part, RDN. And then the LDN or the LD is licensed. So then you have to be then licensed in whatever city that you're practicing or state that you're practicing in. Okay. So you got to be like serious about this, like true to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's crazy because it even applies to like, if you are in a state or a city that's bordering another state, you can't just mm-hmm. give advice to patients in that state. You have to be licensed in that state. 
Okay, so it's like a therapist too, because I know they have to go through yeah. that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it just it depends on the state, but I think California, you don't have to be licensed, but there's a few states that have that rule too. But here in North Carolina, you do. So you are a registered dietitian. So you are like the expert in telling people, I guess the best way to eat for them, maybe, right? Yes. The best way to eat for them, not the perfect way to eat, period. But yes, the, the best way to eat for them. My specialty is digestive health and gastroenterology. So I work in a um, gastroenterology clinic. Um, with doctors, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants, and um, I get referrals from them to see their patients. So my entire patient population right now are all patients that have digestive disease diagnoses. It's kind of a tongue tie, but yeah. So anything from irritable bowel syndrome to celiac disease to you know, everything pretty much under the sun related to the gut. That is what I see. And I know you love it. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's fun because I, I like the medical side of it, how it, it's, it's both medical and nutrition sort of holistic at the same time. It's like the best of both worlds because I get to focus on treatment of a diagnosis as opposed to just general nutrition which is still fun too but this this gives us like a more clear goal that is satisfying yeah okay so it's it's really cool to hear you talking about all of this stuff because of course we're sisters and thinking of you like as a little girl and just like us growing up in life together it's so strange to see you like doing your grown woman thing you know really well yeah well i get it's weird that you say that because me being the little sister it mm -hmm. does it feels i don't i guess i don't really think about how you have literally seen me from a baby to now so yeah i guess that would be weird that's how i feel about zay so yeah that's yeah. weird um, I was telling that. him the other day that like people used to think that you were my baby and stuff like that. That's so strange. <laughs> yeah, oh, good times. Good times. I want to get through these like, you know, I have this list of prepared questions and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just feel like this is going to be okay. really fun. So let's 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 go. Let's see what, what we got. Um, okay. So growing up, were there any early signs that both of you would venture into fields of transformation and nutrition? I, I know I remember for you, and I'm sure you remember these stories, like you having video games where you would cook. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was I like a game that. where you could flip eggs and sizzle bacon and stuff like that. Yeah, I I did have that. And it's it's weird because I didn't think that that would apply to nutrition. I don't know. I don't know if I was trying to be a chef or what mm -hmm. I was trying to do, but I was always fascinated with at least food. Yeah. And then I think the older I got and the more education I received, okay, food plus medicine. That's yeah. kind of how it 
transpired. But I don't know. I don't think I ever thought as a kid about, well, one, I didn't know what a dietitian was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know it was a job, which is it's cool that, that it, it existed. But um, yeah, I, I guess those things and then wanting to be in some sort of place where I'm speaking, because I also used to pretend, pretend that I was a newscaster as well. Wait, I don't remember um, that. Yeah, I used to get, <laughs> remember the penny saver? Like the newspaper, yeah. the penny saver? Yeah. So we used to get those and like mommy would save them because I would sit at the kitchen table like with no audience whatsoever and like read from the penny saver and act like I was a newscaster. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. How do we both get this newscaster gene? Because I swear I was a journalist growing up too. Yeah, I don't know what that is about. That had I guess to be mommy? mommy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh my gosh. Goodness. Okay. So I think I think we should we should be very upfront with your listeners and let them know that the longer we talk, we typically sync up. Like we should have a disclaimer actually. Yeah. Because yeah. eventually I just we start doing up. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we tend to say the same thing at the same time the longer we talk. So just to stay uh-huh. on that. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of good memories. But um, I, I don't think I thought about nutrition really seriously until I got to college. Yeah, I know um, that your major was public health at first. So yeah. you chose that and somehow it ended up being well I guess when you went for your master's it being more specific when you more narrowed it down yes and that was just from a google search by the way so once I did my bachelor's in public health at University of South Carolina I didn't know what I wanted to do after that so I just googled like food nutrition medical treatment whatever and like all the things you wanted to do yeah and then that's how it I I saw dietitian nutritionist and then I saw the schools around me that had that degree and so I was like okay I'll do that (laughs) so it was as simple as that so thankfully there was a school near me that's how I got to Winthrop for my master's and that was the human nutrition where I got to really focus on it why didn't I even know this Google story? That's so funny. Let's see what else comes out. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just assumed that you know all this, but it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> There's so much to know about a person, you know? You never yeah. stop learning stuff about a person, no matter what your That's relationship true. with them is. Yeah. All right. So you know that I like, okay, not only do I like to talk about like health and wellness and women's empowerment. I have like all these topics rolled into one, you know, that I just love. And I love to talk about quantum physics. So, um, you know, I want to talk about what you think about quantum physics and all of that relating to food. Like, you know how some people say like food is energy and, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
also on the the thought of leaping you know when will we get to the point where we can like come into a newer reality where the food is healthier so like it's kind of yeah. like a two-part question like thinking of food as fuel and with that being said having it be like the right food like of us thinking of food the right way yeah so food is fuel we can get really scientific about that but basically our food gives us the energy to do the daily activities that we need to get done you know all of that good stuff but I think as far as making it making sure that the foods that you're choosing are working for you I think the best option we're is to kind of get more intuitive about how you feel after a meal or how you feel overall. Do you feel like your food is really serving you in a way that makes you feel energized, makes you feel um, healthy, you know, not light and not weighed down and stuff like that? You know, that's Mm. one way. But I think sometimes that way of thinking can get a bit, convoluted because I think a lot of people have different needs which again is why I like sort of the treatment approach as to treating a symptom or treating a something specific as opposed to creating a quote perfect diet for someone but I mean I just I think yes to the second part of the question you can change your life by changing your diet because you sort of change your habits that's a habit change so with any habit change you can change everything. I mean, just, you know, your route to work, whether you stop through a fast food drive through and you eat on the way to work, as opposed to you prepping your breakfast and bringing it with you, things are going to be different. You're going to maybe have a different traffic pattern. You might get to work earlier and have more time to relax before you start your activities. Those are all sorts of different things that could be surrounded by food that can make life work better for you. You are saying so many things, like you are hitting so many buttons with me because the first thing you said was, you know, how is this meal making you feel? And I know a lot of people don't check into that. It's Mm -hmm. like, have you ever heard when people are talking about somatic exercises or somatic therapy? There's this whole trend right now where it's like, where we stop and think about how we feel. And I did the exercise one time after listening to a podcast Mm -hmm. and I had never done this before. And it's basically like you tune into your body whenever you have, say for instance, what I was working with, is feeling like, okay, I want to go and eat. And I did this somatic, whatever exercise. Basically, I stopped and thought, that's what it is. Stop and check in with your body. And I was like, Mm -hmm. am I hungry? And then I stood there for a second and I was like, actually, I'm not. I am bored. Um, Let me go Mm -hmm. and do something and I had never done that before because it's like you'll be on your way to the kitchen on your way to the refrigerator like let me get a snack like it's such a cozy day or you know whatever that thought is like oh the movie's on let me get a snack whatever it is you have these little Mm -hmm. associations and in that moment I was like dang actually I'm not hungry I'm bored 
And it just forced me to think of, okay, well, what else can I do? Which was a really cool opportunity to like check in with myself yeah. and go into something else, which also brings me to another point you made, which is like, yes, doing that can make quantum leaps and quantum leap you into a different reality because you start changing your habits. And yeah. you were talking, you, I didn't even consider you were like, oh, you might run into a different traffic pattern it's like yeah yeah your whole life could be changed like your whole pattern of realities every step that you take to get somewhere and where you arrive can be shifted by these little oh, micro yeah. decisions by one decision to make yeah. breakfast happen. yeah That's have crazy. you seen everything everywhere all at once yes you told me about that yeah, that's like a perfect example. It's like a crazy, probably over-exaggerated example, but like that's a perfect example of how changing very small decisions in your life could like make huge, huge differences in your future. Yeah. So I, I definitely think the food's that. part of that. Yeah. Yes, that movie was so good. I was so glad you told me about it. It won like seven Oscars. I realized that this morning. Yeah. Why but, are you looking it up this morning? It was just, I was just scrolling through different things to watch. And on uh, Prime, you can see what awards movies have won as you mm -hmm. scroll through them. Mm -hmm. And it just said at the top, seven Oscars. I was like, wow, that's a lot. I remember getting an Oscar, but not seven. So, okay. yeah, I think a lot of people liked it. But I like that. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Um, okay. Let's see. Explore the philosophy behind diets and how they miss the mark the importance of adopting a holistic lifestyle change rather than quick fixes. I know you and I both agree on this. This is like one thing, like sometimes we have like the clash of the specialties when we're both trying to yeah. advise our mother. <laughs> yes. But, but like, I know we both agree that quick fixes are not where it's at. Yeah. You know, and we really don't believe in the D word diets we okay. believe in, <laughs> right, right. in having having a diet but not yeah. going on a diet exactly where you feel over restricted and deprived and your reasoning for doing it has nothing to do with your actual body makeup or maybe your lab values or certain things physically that you're trying to work on specifically it's just you might have heard about something that worked for someone else and you try it. And that that's where it can get into the yo-yo dieting and the, and the danger zone of diet culture. Mm. So I'm very big on realistic goals, setting realistic goals for my patients and also uh, knowing that there's no perfect diet out there. Mm. You know, it, it's, it just depends. Everything always depends. So um, one thing that I'm thinking about is the popularity of superfoods. Yeah. So I, I have sort of a love-hate relationship with this with this trend because yes, so so things like this become popular because they are true and they aren't true at the same time. So yes, it is true that there are certain fruits and certain vegetables that have higher nutritional value than others. There are certain fruits and certain vegetables 
that have better fibers in them that are better for gut health and have better natural probiotics in them and fibers that help things move along in the gut and et cetera. Um, but that doesn't make them super, you know, to where if you just have one particular food, if you ate a bowl of blueberries three times a day, it would just solve all your problems. We as the human body are so much more complicated than just that. So yes, it has to do with food, but it also has to do with your sleep, your stress levels, um, certain anxieties in life, all sorts of other things that could be going on. So yes, there are foods that are more nutritious than others, but there's not one superior food out of all the others, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And I love it because that's the same thing that I think it's like, yes, this food is great, but with you being a whole person, those blueberries might not be able to come in and save the day like you think they're going to. It's not yeah. like, oh, this is my prescription. I've been prescribed with blueberries. Then let me go pop them and it's going to fix everything that ails me. You know, and Yay. I think that's why sometimes people think, you know, better nutrition, quote unquote, doesn't work for them because they're not doing the whole shebang and they're expecting in the, a miracle and a quick fix. They're expecting that to be the end all be all when they're not looking at the other even sometimes obvious things that are going on yeah. in their lives. Right. Right. So it's a part of a bigger picture. It's not the the sole solution. I don't think anything is really, everything has to work together. Even if you slept 12 hours a day, but then you woke up and ate junk food and were super stressed out and then went back to sleep for another 12 hours. Yeah. You're getting a lot of sleep, but what else is going on? <laughs> so right. To kind of fit. Um, so, and, and it's challenging because my patient population deals with a lot of quality of life affecting symptoms, um, related to their digestive health and digestive habits. So they really want something to just make it stop and they'll, they're willing to do anything. And unfortunately, sometimes they end up, um, seeing other providers that may be do not have that in mind where they don't have the whole picture and they say, okay, don't eat dairy and all your problems will be solved. So, you know, I, I just try my best to first listen to where the patient is. Yes, it is very important to adopt a holistic lifestyle change, but the only way we can do that is to first listen. So before I start throwing out recommendations, I always like to ask my patient what their goals are get a full dietary recall, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, weekends, weekday, um, beverages, just everything that they're currently doing right now. And then based on research, clinical studies of what has been proven to make improvements on certain symptoms, that's what we try. So you're saying, wow, this is really like, you're giving boutique vibes, girl, because it's like, this is a customized oh. plan for you. That's how it should be, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a one-size-fits-all for sure. Wow. Okay. I really like that. I And I and that's something that you taught me, too, is that everything is not for everyone. And you have to understand yeah. people's 
individual needs. So I definitely get that. There's definitely certain foods that you want to keep in heavier rotation and some that you don't just right. period. Exactly. But you know, yeah. as far as the specific mix of it all, it's highly individual. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you can't trust a diet because it's just a plan that may work for someone. Right. Or the quick fixes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The quick fixes. Or just work temporarily. Or just work temporarily. It's not a mm. whole lifestyle change, which is different too. Right. Like, so it's circum like, cause I know you talked to me before about like the keto diet and stuff like that. And it's just like, you were saying some diets are not meant to be done long-term or forever. They're for a specific goal for a specific period right. of time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ketogenic diet is designed for, it was created for epilepsy patients um, to help prevent frequent seizures. But the side effect that. that people have discovered is that it helps weight loss because it, it, oh. it converts your body into ketosis, which encourages it to encourages your body to use fat as a primary energy source instead of glucose or carbohydrates that it usually prefers doing. Um, so they so, were like, yeah. "Oops, we found a diet just like this Ozempic stuff." Like, "Oops, yeah. we found a way to help you lose weight." <laughs> yeah, which is a huge issue. We are seeing a lot of patients who are on those drugs that have all sorts of GI symptoms as well as side effects. So that's going to be a, a huge issue, I think, in the future. But yeah, that's I think that's how a lot of these fad diets happen or these quick mm -hmm. fixes happen. It's on accident. And unfortunately, a lot of them work temporarily, but they're right. just not sustainable. So then that's where the problem lies. Wow. Because, yeah, because the person, um, you know, thinks this is going to be what's going to help them but they don't realize that the that the diet is almost like for an acute situation it's almost like right having a headache and just taking an advil for life it's like um are you gonna see what? why you have a headache <laughs> <laughs> exactly like let's probably find the origin of the headache and then, and then don't you realize yeah. now some other stuff is gonna be messed up yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Moving along. Um, <laughs> so how can global lifestyle philosophies like Wabi Sabi, and I don't know if you've ever heard of these, Higa, Blue Zone Living, and Pura Vida integrate into a balanced nutritional lifestyle? Are there specific diets or eating habits from around the world that align with these philosophies? So like basically what this question is saying, so some of these concepts that I like to talk about or like to study, they have a certain way of living or a certain way of viewing life. And I think that they do relate mm -hmm. to these philosophical concepts, right? So one is yeah. wabi-sabi, which is like realizing that things are imperfect and embracing life's imperfections okay. and also knowing that everything is impermanent and will get withered and worn. So maybe kind of end our obsession with the fountain of youth. So mm -hmm. 
Um, and then Hugo, which is kind of like living like a cozy, relaxed lifestyle. I have heard of that one. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's been very popular, like in the media. And yeah, so has Blue Zones I, I, lately. Right, yeah. Um, and it's, it's crazy because I think a lot of times what makes things popular is when the, there's a series about them. Because um, <laughs> that's just what we look at nowadays. But um, yeah, I heard about, and I really don't want to butcher how that's pronounced. I really hope it's pronounced. What? Hugi? Is it Hugi? Oh, it's like Huga. Oh, Huga. Okay. Girl, yeah, um, it's a hard one. I, I love that. That I really like. Um, mm-hmm. if I, if it's, it's like you said, cozy living. To me, it just helps reduce all unnecessary stressors that we don't necessarily realize are stressing us out in yes. our view or in, yes. in our environment. Um, so this is a little bit, I mean, it's sort of related. Well, it could be related to nutrition, but um, if you have a cluttered refrigerator, you're probably going to have a hard time selecting healthful foods to choose. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, or, and I don't know all, all the components of it, but I know it's just all about soft textures, you know, not fluorescent lighting and like soft lighting and just yeah, helping reduce like stress. Candle lighting, like in natural lighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's great. I like it. I think so and too. Living for sure. Yes. Um, Blue Zone Living is excellent. There's tons of research on the Okinawans in Japan and how they live the longest and their diet. And um, But you know what? I find that a lot of these different diets for people who live long, they are mostly plant-based diets, but they also are mostly just whole food diets. Right. Kayla. Yeah, that's the trick right there. Cause like, yes, it's plant based, which is like a lot of it. Like we're mm-hmm. going to admit it has a lot to do with it, but people don't yeah. realize that it's not just about, and this is the same thing I say about like being vegan. It's like, it's not just about being vegan because Oreos mm-hmm. are vegan. Like you can eat all the, it's about like making your food instead of having already right. processed food. That's the trick right. right there. These people are making fresh bread and making yeah, fresh pasta. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Without yeah, additives. Yes. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how long it's gonna take for uh, certain companies to get used to the fact that people are starting to understand preservatives and additives and all that mm-hmm. and be better about either not using them or better marketing that this product contains X, Y, Z and use caution if you have whatever ailment. But yeah, I think that's, I think that is probably the key to a lot of different things. I just can't prove it yet. A lot of different ailments that are unexplained, certain mm-hmm. autoimmune disorders, certain gastrointestinal disorders, skin things, you know, just any medical thing that does not have a a medical diagnosis that does not have a clear origin, you never know. That's why it's helpful to look at what other countries are doing who do not have certain chronic diseases that we have here in the United States. Right. What's their diet like? What's their lifestyle like? Right. And, you know, I think... um... 
And, you know, with me studying these things, of course, I love them. But one thing about, I mean, and that I'm trying to, and especially like, you know, having the audience listen to people like you and just other people that I try to associate myself with is try to like bring back some of the new age into these, you know, in this age old wisdom, because you look at documentaries Mm -hmm. and stuff like the blue zone and you're like, this is a bunch of old people with old ways, (laughs) you know? Yeah. The grannies. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but they were living in a different time, you know? And, um, you know, they're not using all this modern stuff that we're doing and, And then even, you know, I'm going to be honest, looking at it from an American standpoint or, you know, anybody living in North America, because we I mean, we only Mm -hmm. have one blue zone in America. And it's really because of their religious preference that is helping them to be in the health status that they're in because they live a lifestyle of these particular habits. But with the exception... So, okay, Loma Linda, California is the only blue mm. zone in the United States. Loma Linda. I've heard of that. Yeah. And the reason okay. heavily for theirs is because they're Seventh-day Adventists. But it's not particular. Oh. it's not only their religion, it's how they behave because of their religion. The foods they partake mm. in, how important community is to them you know, stuff oh, like that. Okay. It's their way of life. So it, mm, it's okay. a community within a community. It's not about, oh, you live in this part of California. It's like, no, you're a seven-day Adventist that lives in Loma Linda, California. It's that population oh, who is bringing yeah. it home. So yeah. the other ones are where people are living in, you know, poverty that we can't understand like we think people over here in america are living in poverty or whatever but poverty things that we Mm -hmm. a way of life that we can't relate to where they really work a lot with their hands they're not going into an office they're not driving a car and it's it's sometimes people can look at it and feel like it's unrelatable and I want to bring yeah. the relatability back to it and find little elements or put like a little modern twist on it in a way that we can just incorporate this into our modern daily lives. And mm-hmm. I like that you mentioned Hugo because it's like we can just unplug for a second. Like that is the way to do it. Yeah. Is to, you know, and bring the cool, because, you know, I like, when I'm doing my Hugo vibes, I'm definitely throwing on lo-fi. So it's like, yeah, I love lo-fi sometimes you got to bring new age vibes into it to make it feel modern. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And there's ways to do that with food, you know, just learning a little bit more, taking cooking classes, for example, where you can make your own breads or your own pasta or your own dishes that require individual ingredients and nothing that's pre-made so I think it's just learning too just learning oh that's easier than I thought it was what do you tell those people that say they don't have time for all that like I do not have time to live this holistic lifestyle okay Oh. (laughs) (laughs) oh well I guess I would break it down maybe piece by piece so instead of focusing on the bigger picture, let's just focus on what can we do at lunchtime, perhaps. Oh, that's good. You know, uh, just break it all the way down to the to the fine print and say, okay, 
um, can we ingredient prep perhaps? Maybe take two hours on Sunday while mm-hmm. your husband is watching football and prep some rice or and some mixed veggies. And here's like a nice frozen, uh, which frozen veggies are perfectly fine that you can steam quickly. You can saute quickly or microwave, you know, just use your air fryer. I yeah. Mean, there's, there's, there's multiple ways we can go about it. But I think that initial resistance just comes from just thinking that it's harder than it is. Right, right. I find that when my patients say things like that, we have to just break it down minute by minute, like meal by meal. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, Yeah. everybody is not, everybody can't go like, cold turkey and <laughs> basically yeah. start living a, an entire different life. I mean, you want to talk about quantum leap, living an entire different life than what they were living before. I mean, some people eat yeah. fast food every single meal of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's just the way they roll. So yeah. having them to start incorporate more whole foods and more things that they have to prepare and their, into their own lives every day is can be really difficult. For them, you know, I mean, but for you anybody. know what helps? What what helps with that is seeing some sort of a result or some sort of an improvement mm-hmm. with a problem that they're having. So, if transforming their life, they can start to actually see differences. People start to take notice. They get that job that they wanted, or they start that business that they've been trying to do. It's successful. Or if it's for me, you know, they're they're digestive health symptoms get better or maybe they lose a couple pounds if that's their goal yeah. gain a couple if that's their goal I think that's really all that it takes for somebody can to continue with the lifestyle change is just some sort of proof yeah that it's working yeah I agree I agree um have you heard of mindful eating have but I, I feel like it could just mean so many different things depending on the context yeah well I mean when I think of mindful eating I'm thinking of well I guess you're right because there's a couple of ways you can consider mindful eating right you can think of mindful mm-hmm. eating as in mindful eating as a whole like your whole way of eating meaning mm-hmm. how you grocery shop like from the beginning like being intentional with what you buy the whole process of your eating habits. Or you can think of it Mm -hmm. as like, when I'm eating this meal, I'm eating this meal mindfully, meaning more slowly. Something I've been working on, which I learned how to do was put my fork down in between bites. You know, all of those things can be really helpful. What What do you think about just like little techniques like that? Or are there any other just very small habit-based techniques that you can think of like that, that you really like? Mm, I would say just, I would say my favorite is eliminating distractions while eating. It also just depends on what the goal is. So if you're finding that you're having lots of stomach pain or you're very gassy or bloated after every single meal, well, you're probably accidentally swallowing air during Mm. that meal because you're eating too quickly and not paying attention. Um, so I would just say eliminating distractions, like bring back sitting at your table and eating your meal, 
look out the window, like look at a bird fly <laughs> by or talk to someone who is in your home with you as opposed to music on, TV on, phone in one hand, fork in the other, you know. Because in, <laughs> in my world, everything pretty much is how can I make this symptom better, you know? And uh, once we go through diet, once we go through the components of the diet to eliminate highly gas producing foods or certain foods that have lots of artificial sugars or um, certain oils that can produce a lot of GI upset. Then we go into the more habit-based behaviors around eating. Um, so that would probably be my favorite. And then chew, or my second favorite would be chewing your food really well, which we just totally have stopped doing, I think. <laughs> um, so, I mean, apparently you're supposed to chew your food a certain ridiculous amount of time i've heard like 32 times yeah it shouldn't be that many but that that's that's the ideal but i mean at least i mean i there's been meals where i chew like twice and swallow it like i mean i don't (laughs) like like a dog and like have you ever had a time where you're eating a meal and like you're swallowing you're like dang like <laughs> like you can't even like get it down like yeah oh, or like it's a chip that like cuts on the way down you're like oh I probably should have chewed that more yeah <laughs> yeah like those are probably my two favorite okay I, and I know that I mean speaking of mindful eating that somebody's mindset has a lot to do with what they're going through sometimes as far as whatever their nutritional issues are. It's like the, you know how they talk about the mind gut connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, do, is this, is this just something, the mind gut connection, is this just something that people that are in the mindset space talk about or do people that are in your space in the traditional health space, is that a frequent com- uh, conversation? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for that reason, we have a GI psychologist that works at my clinic. Oh, yeah. um, Because it's it's very much related. So and there's so many books on it and things like that. But in the world of irritable bowel syndrome, for example, IBS, there is so much related to anxiety and stressors that contribute to exacerbation of symptoms. So we have our patients see our GI psychologist to help with that relationship between the mind and the gut. So a couple mm-hmm. of examples that I always give my patients, oh, like if you see someone that you haven't seen in a while, you might get butterflies in your stomach. Or mm-hmm. if it's a job interview, you might get butterflies in your stomach. Or you might feel like you need to use the restroom. Or on the flip side of that, if something terrible happens, your appetite might go away for a day or two. So this is all because a lot of our um, a lot of our nervous system exists within the gut. So a lot there's a lot going on, and, and I don't want to butcher it, but um, there is a connection there. And so I think managing stress levels and managing your mindset and learning how to approach certain situations and being mindful about your attitude towards food and towards your meals that helps and and changes the way you digest them like literally so um 
yeah, it's it's a big part of the conversation, probably more in uh, academic um, clinics, like I, it's considered an academic hospital that I work for. So okay. they they do a lot more research with those things. But yeah, it's it's certainly something that we talk about in GI. I don't know about the other specialties, mm-hmm. but very popular in GI. And are patients surprised when they hear about this? Like, what does the general population know about this? No, I don't think they are surprised because they typically can remember a time where they had a bad IBS day, for example, whether they couldn't go have a bowel movement or they had too many and it was a very stressful day. They can Mm. almost always make a connection. So it's rare that we'll get a patient to where when we bring that subject up, they're like, oh, and they're and they're offended. I have had a few, but they're like, there's absolutely no connection. It's it's very rare. So they're very aware of the impact. I actually don't think they know how much often. Often mm-hmm. they don't know how much it's affecting them, but they're aware of it for sure. Wow. At least where I am. So it, yeah. could, it could depend on location as well. So what are your, what are some misconceptions that you get frequently about health, diet, nutrition? Let, let's bust a couple of myths up in here. What you got for me? <laughs> okay. Um, my absolute favorite that I like talking about is whether or not you need a probiotic. Oh, so, okay. Probiotics exist naturally in fermented foods um, and certain fruits and vegetables. So so they are good gut bacteria that exist inside of our digestive system naturally, and they help with all sorts of bodily processes within the digestive tract. Now, the probiotic industry, which when I say that I'm referring to the pill form, um, is a billion-dollar business. Uh, and I think that it, it's not indicated to be on a probiotic every single day. Here are some situations where you should take a probiotic. If you just had food poisoning, you probably should take a probiotic for about 14 to 30 days, whether two weeks oh, a month, and then stop. Extreme? Okay. Um. But but it's not even every day. There there are, you know, I mean, and some people take probiotics every day and have no symptoms and say it helps them, which is great. But for my patients that are still having all these symptoms, that's one of the first things that I take away because a lot of times you don't need them long term. Another situation where you want, would want to take a probiotic is if you were just on an antibiotic. That makes sense. So you were just on an antibiotic for whatever infection or whatever reason, and you want to restore your gut bacteria that was just eliminated by the antibiotic antibiotic so then you take a probiotic probably for the same amount of time that you took the antibiotic and then stop it now the reason that this is a myth is because one these you know vitamins and supplements are not regulated so they can say they put whatever in them but it doesn't necessarily have to be in them and then there's some of these probiotics have like billions and trillions of strains of bacteria and we just don't have the research quite yet to know exactly what they do if they're alive if they're not you know there's just too many question marks and the side effect is a lot of the times nausea and gas with my patients 
that take very high strength probiotics that don't need that. So that's a big one. So basically you telling me that I need to throw those probiotics away that's in my medicine cabinet. I don't think you need them every single day. You I haven't been taking them. them. Yeah, just I don't think you need them every single day. Just like I don't necessarily believe you need to take a multivitamin every single day. Oh. Depending on the type of diet that you follow. Now, if you're someone who doesn't like fruits and vegetables and just does not eat them, yeah, you probably want to take a multivitamin. But if you follow a general helpful diet, you know, two, three times a week, I think is appropriate. Wow. Okay, hold on. You're blowing my mind right now. No multivitamin every single day if you've got a pretty good diet. Definitely no probiotics unless you've had, basically it sounds like you need them acutely. Yeah. Never daily. Um, never daily long-term. Oh, okay. Do you have any more? I don't know if I can handle any more. <laughs> now, I mean... Also, remember, my my scope is a little bit unique because I see people who are having issues. Okay, that's true. So this is not, I, I probably should have led with that. This is coming from someone who sees patients who are having issues related to their gut and then take a bunch of stuff to try to fix it. But yeah. really that stuff that they take probably worsens it. So I'm not talking about your general helpful person who just wants to add some supplements, a vitamin here, a vitamin there to their diet. I mean, I think that's fine. But if you're having other issues that are unexplained, mm -hmm. taking away those things is the first thing that I do, basically, because they're mm -hmm. not necessary. Well, you know, they um, kind of market us to market it to us, especially like the probiotics that basically mm -hmm. it's going to help slim you down. It's like, oh, maybe the reason you have a fat stomach is because you have this bacteria that needs to be released or maybe the reason that you're gassy is because you need a probiotic or maybe the reason like maybe the reason anything that's going on in your stomach region this magical probiotic pill can fix it because I hear about this everywhere and it really is enticing and you start to think yeah. oh this is the the magical blend you know you start to think in your mind that you need it. And this supplement is everywhere. I mean, they even have them like, you know, at Smoothie King and stuff like that. And you start to think, well, I want to be healthy, you know, because that's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to be healthy. And, you know, I don't eat perfectly every single day. Should I be adding these things? You know, that's what you think. I mean, I think it's okay if you're not having any other strange symptoms. But no, it does not cause weight loss. And no, it's not, it's not the, if you have a bacteria that needs to be released, like to that point, um, why would you then want to take a pill with like two, three billion more bacteria? Because <laughs> they talk about like good, the good gut bacteria, the bad gut bacteria. You have heard these things. I know you've, I know you've heard right, these. Right, but, but you can also have, <clears throat> You can also have too many bacteria. Well, I mean, I guess that's true. Um, but we just don't know. We just hear it and we think that we think that the 
that the probiotic bacteria is going to be the bacteria to come in and maybe save the day and <laughs> fight the other bacteria or something. I don't know. It's like the yeah. probiotic army is going to come in and save the day. And I know I'm exaggerating, but really, this is kind of how it starts to feel. And they really play on our insecurities. And I even feel this, even somebody that's in the, you know, the wellness industry, it's like I have to sift through this information, especially so that I can bring what I find to be the most correct information to my audience. So mm -hmm. I, a lot of times I don't talk about it where I'm just saying, okay, I won't say specifically unless I know, but even, even supplements like vitamin D, like when you see these articles that are like, most people aren't getting enough vitamin D and, um, black people yeah, can't absorb the vitamin D. So you, and I'm like, oh my God. And vegans need to take vitamin B12 and magnesium. So my answer, to, you. <clears throat> my answer to that would be, my answer to that would be get your labs checked. Oh, that's a good one. That's how you, that's how you get through all of that fluff. Just go get your labs checked, ask your doctor for a full nutrition profile, have them check your vitamin D, check your vitamin B12, and see where your levels are. And if they're low, supplement them. If you don't want to use a supplement, then increase your intake of the food sources of whatever vitamin that you're deficient of. Okay. But some vitamins need to be supplemented in large quantities for you to store them. So for example, iron... A lot, a lot of people suffer with anemia or iron deficiency. You do typically have to supplement iron for a short amount of time so it can build back up before you go back to eating iron-rich foods. So I would say instead of loading up on pills, to first check your check your labs. And if everything looks like fine, that. just know everything else is just on top of it. But but vitamin toxicity. And liver failure as a result of vitamin toxicity is a real thing. Oh that is gosh. why I say have caution with too many supplements. Hmm. Thank you. What what is what do you? And while see? you're at it, try to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> while you're at it, try to have some fun. Enjoy your life. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, that okay. That was that wasn't funny. like disturbing enough. <laughs> Try to have some fun in the meantime. You know, you yeah. do start to always feel like, what can I eat? What can I do? You know, yeah. You get you can get overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would say God. just when in doubt, go back to whole foods on the back of a nutrition label, how they say, you know, make sure that you can sort of pronounce most of the ingredients, you yeah. know, simple ingredients. That I think is the best, simplest rule of thumb that you can do. Have you looked at the back of a, like a Pop-Tarts, like the ingredients Girl. in Pop-Tarts? Girl, that's why I, like don't eat Pop I don't eat Pop-Tarts anymore. I used to love me some Pop-Tarts. I look at the ingredients, I was like, <gasps> I can't eat this. I don't even know. Yeah, like, there's just too much. Now, now there product. are brands. There are brands that make simpler versions of that. But I'm saying the classic one. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of ingredients. Oh, you know, 
Oh, I know. Because we used to tear up some Pop-Tarts in here. Yeah. Yeah, put them in a toaster, put butter on the back. Have you ever done that? I lived off them when I was in high school. No. (laughs) I was a a cold, like, room temperature Pop-Tart eater. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was. I liked it when it was, like, straight out of the pack. Brown sugar cinnamon. Okay, I was a frosted strawberry girl. Oh, okay. I didn't know that about you. Because you know what? The thing (laughs) is, we grew up together, but we didn't grow up together. So for the listeners, we are 11 years apart. So it's like our lives overlapped. Yes, we were living together. Yes, we Mm -hmm. quote unquote grew up together, but our lives really overlapped. So some of the stuff that I did happened before she got there or was old enough to pay attention. And some of the stuff she did, I may have been in college for or lived my grown woman life for. Right. So we really lived together for like six years. Is and that after it? that, I was like a baby. So wait a minute. Let me see. Because 11, I was 11 when you were born. Then I left school at, for school at 17. <gasps> You're right. So like I was only five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I graduated in 2000. So how old were you then? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Thanks for telling my age, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, go do the math right now. But yeah, I just, when, when I get patients and when I talk to anybody about nutrition, what I try to help people understand is the more complicated that it might seem, the more likely this is a gimmick, a, a quick fix, a fad mm. diet, or just marketing. Yeah. That is how I think it connects back to these around the world philosophies and blue zone um, yes. living and stuff like that. It's just simplistic. I, I just yes. think over the years, it's been great that um, food companies and food industry has gotten very creative and very innovative and, and experimental, basically, on certain mm-hmm. things. But I don't think we have the research yet to know the long-term effects of some of those things. So right. when, when in doubt, just go back to simple meals. If you want, uh, I don't know, a chicken stir fry with rice, you get your chicken. You get your sauce, you chop your vegetables, you stir fry them up, you make your rice, boom. Instead of right. getting that in a frozen package already. That, that, I think, is my number one piece of advice that I would give someone that wants to better their health. First step. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I agree. It's almost like we have to go backwards in order to go forward. We have to start simplifying our lives. We have to start taking things off of our calendars. We need to start deconstructing our meals. We we just need to kind of make things simpler and and really just go back to basics and slow down. It's 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 crazy that we're like going backwards like that. I mean, when you think about it's weird because when you think about the future. We're moving so much forward with technology, which is really cool, you know, mm-hmm. but with our growing knowledge, we're discovering the power and the necessity 
of what has been here for ages. You know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. so much forward mentally to realize that what we learn was here all along. Yeah, it's a very good point. So what do you what do you think is the future or what are you seeing? Because I know you have like the inside scoop on some new upcoming stuff. What is the future of nutrition and food like? What is on the cusp? Tell us something that we can look forward to or something interesting that is on the horizon. Oh, wow. Um, well, I think that organic foods are about to become more affordable. I don't know exactly how, but I think that more grocery stores like Aldi and Lidl are going to start popping up. So anybody can have access to pesticide-free organic foods that come from high-quality sources. So that's exciting. Love Um, that. Yeah, I, I think that's on the horizon. When it comes to digestive health, I think this is not so much nutrition, but but there are some new medical therapies that are coming out for patients with inflammatory bowel disease, like Crohn's, um, mm. because certain patients don't respond to a bunch of different medications, and then they're just left with all these horrific symptoms. So um, the conference that I just went to, they talked about some more medical therapies that just help their diet work a lot better um, to absorb their nutrition. That's kind of what's up and coming in the GI world. Um, and then what else? I mean, that was I don't great. Know. Yeah, I just, I think like you said, you made an excellent point about just how we're going to get back to basics, which I think is a good thing. I think that mm-hmm. whole food diets, whole food plant-based diets, whole food pescatarian or whatever your preferences are, is kind of coming back in style. So that means we're going to have more access to it and we're going to get healthier. I love it. So I love it. How in the world did we both end up basically giving people the same advice? Because you're so holistic in your approach to how you treat your patients and the things that I hear you talking about and just the way you live your own life. Mm-hmm. How in the world? Because you and I are so different mm-hmm. in the way that we, the style, I wouldn't say the way that we approach life, but the style of our approach to life. Because I think we approach life mm-hmm. and, and family and, you know, all of that stuff the same way. We have the same opinions. We we're always yeah. tag team and mommy. You know how mommy says the three of us get on the phone and she's like, you guys get on the phone and you gang up on me. Yeah. So we, we, <laughs> yeah. Are, we are so similar. I mean, how did that happen? I mean, it has to be mommy. Yeah. I mean, I just think we're just different versions of the same person. You know? <laughs> just different versions. So, but I, I like we both bring something very unique to conversations with people. I think like if anybody has ever been cornered with both of us having a conversation, oh like, my gosh. it's very memorable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So I and think you it's just, a good thing though. 
It is a good thing. And I, cause it's, it's like, we're out here delivering this stuff in different ways and do it because it's so great. Like for instance, to see you, you guys, Kayla just came back from Canada. So I'm calling her international K now because <laughs> she is going, she just came back from, I mean, she's speaking all over the world now talking about nutrition and these studies and these findings and stuff like that. And just to see you doing your public speaking thing, knowing that I've done my public speaking thing. Yeah, that is so cool. I hadn't been into nutrition and wellness as much as I am. And now I'm on your page with, it's, it's like we're overlapping each other now when at first we were, it was like, I was very heavily public speaking and yeah. you were very heavily health and nutrition. And now we're like blending into, into each other's arts. Wow. That is such a good point. That's like kind of how we started, like growing up. <laughs> what do you mean? Like overlapping, even though we're 11 years apart, oh, and yeah. our stories overlap. That is crazy. Wow. I didn't even think about that. So you said it. Well, you said we're different per- versions of the same person. Yeah. So we're both our moms somehow. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but the more we, I know we talked about this, the more that we try not to be exactly like her, the more we are. So <laughs> that's that you can't escape from that one. Especially as you get older and older, you're like, okay, look, I'm going to have to stop. Uh, acting like, looking like, sounding like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't help it after a while. It just like is second. You can't. I don't you know. can't. It's like that commercial where they, I don't know, it's like they go around saying all those mom things. Yes, I love that. I, I don't even know the company that, I think it's an insurance company. You know what? They must have done a bad job advertising to us because we can't ever remember the brand. I can remember your commercials, but I cannot remember like what you're selling. Sorry, but <laughs> knows, please. Are, are people able to comment? <laughs> yes, they are able to comment. Okay, and yes. please do comment. By the way, give us yes. a five star rating and leave us your thoughts about what you thought of this week's episode. And I'm also going to do a poll. I usually do like a poll question. So what do you, what do you think the poll question should be about? Oh, wow. If you Um, can't think of anything, that's okay. Well, I mean, since we're on the subject of diet, diet and nutrition and things like that, maybe, you know, what's one thing that you may have changed about your nutrition or your diet or your lifestyle that has been beneficial to you. One okay, thing. I like that one. I like that one. Because that can help other people too. Let's see. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's good for people to kind of take a moment to look back on something that has worked for them because that'll help with their mindset when it comes to food also because we're so mm-hmm. used to beating ourselves up. Sometimes yeah. we need to think back to what has gone well, what has worked, what has been good. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, I thank you, Kayla. Thank of you for course. having thank this conversation having with me. 
This was really fun. We have to do this again because yeah. I know I think that people are going to want to want you back on. They're probably going to be asking a ton of different questions that I didn't think to ask. Okay. I'm so, yes, I think it could be fun to do it again. And you know what? We should do something with some kind of recipe. Drop your favorite before we go. Ooh. Drop your favorite healthy recipe. Kayla, you you tell me and I'll tell you. What is your favorite like hey, this this is a one-shot deal. This is one thing. If you're looking to get some health in, boom. This has a bunch of stuff. Oh gosh, why do you put me on the spot like Okay, this? well, look. Okay, while you're thinking about it, I will tell you one. Okay. And I'm sorry, I'm stealing this directly from your brain. Oh, because God. I get like all the recipes that I love from you. So okay. one of the favorite ones that you gave me was like a Mediterranean salad where it has couscous, chickpeas, parsley, tomatoes, red onion, kalamata olive, and feta oh. cheese. Of course, you know I eat vegan feta cheese. And that thing, you don't even need dressing. The salt that's in the cheese and the vinegar that's in the olives take care of that oh yeah and cucumbers in it too i forgot cucumber oh my gosh that, that's a good one yes i'm gonna say that, I, that that's my favorite too oh because okay. <laughs> it hits all the marks right it does that's a complete meal yes and it has like it's bursting with different flavors mm -hmm. yeah i gotta make that again yes girl Okay, I know we will sit here and talk forever. So at least if we're going to talk forever, let's at least turn off this recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this has been a really, really cool experience. And I'm so proud of all the fabulous things that you're doing. Thank you, sissy. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. I really appreciate you for coming on and for being candid and just for being cool, you know, I, I want people to know that eating right, living well, being healthy, being happy is something that can be real in their world, you know, and simple yeah. and fun. So I appreciate you bringing the simplicity to it. So until next sure. time, yeah, um, until next time. Yes. Have to have you back again. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And just like that, we're at the close of another enriching conversation here at the Bliss Code Podcast. A heartfelt thank you for tuning in and walking with us through this enlightening realm of health and wellness. My sister Kayla and I are both fired up about helping you become the architects of your own vibrantly healthy lives. If today's chat sparked a question or if there's a topic you're burning to hear about, don't keep it to yourself. Send those queries our way at podcast at theblisscode.net. Yes, send us an email at podcast at theblisscode.net. We're already looking forward to our next wellness deep dive where your questions will take center stage. Speaking of experts, my platform is a beacon for those with wisdom to share in the holistic wellness space. If that's you, 
if you've got insights that can illuminate the path for others in their quantum lifestyle jumps, then let's connect. Reach out and let's explore the possibility of having you on as a guest on the Bliss Code podcast. Now, for those of you who have been asking about deeper dives, I have some really thrilling news. Our mini course, Vibrational Role Play, Scripting Your Quantum Reality, is now live. It's your personal guidebook to embodying the epic lead in your life story. You can start that journey today by visiting our website at theblisscode.net. And that's just the beginning. December 1st marks a milestone for us, the launch of the Bliss Code Academy. As a founding member, your role is pivotal. Founding members aren't just early adopters. You're the trailblazers who help shape this vibrant community. The Bliss Code Academy is where you will unlock the fullest expression of your potential and craft a life of intention, wellness, and joy. Remember, becoming a part of the Bliss Code Academy means embracing a philosophy of life where transformation is not just possible, it's inevitable. You're not just investing in a program, you're stepping into a life where the best version of you takes the lead. For those ready to craft their epic tale, the time is now. Mark your calendars for December 1st. Save the date for our launch party at Celeb Studios right here in Columbia, South Carolina, and prepare to be a part of the movement that's redefining what it means to live a life in blissful color. Until next time, this is Jamie Drew reminding you that the main character energy you bring to the world is not just a role you play, it's who you truly are. So step into your power, stay blissful, and stay tuned.